Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today uh, we have a new topic. I believe uh, those of you who have uh, watched uh, last Sunday's preaching by Kuya Eric Miller is something that is very important. You know, we have to uh, apply our faith and so we can make the difference and be a blessing. Amen? And today, uh, the title of this uh, message is The Just Ways of God. I know what some of you are thinking right now. I think I, I, this is just a guess, but uh, if I put my you know, place in your shoe, <laughs> I believe some of you th- think uh, this is not a uh, significant. No? It's, it's like a non-essential uh, topic. But let me tell you, this is something that, uh, uh, that you know, that is very important. And one day in heaven, this is something that will, you know, burst God's people into uh, singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Okay, that's why uh, the key scripture for this topic is Revelation 15.3. Alright, okay, so just hold on and uh, stay tuned. Because uh, later you will realize how important this topic is. Okay, so let me read to you uh, Revelation 15, 1. 1 to 4. It says, I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues. Okay, the last seven plagues. Because with them God's wrath is completed. Meaning to say, this is a time where everybody is already i mean all the saints okay the the people who are saved they are already in heaven okay um verse 2 and i saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea those who have been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name they held harps given them by god They sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. It goes like this. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. You see, it's like uh, another paragraph that we read in scriptures, you know, oh, this is going to take place. This is part of the program. But you know what? That's not it. If you try to look at this, you know, this is, uh, this is something that will happen in the future. But now, what I'd like to show you is I'd like to show you a glimpse 
of what this scripture meant so that you you know you have a an inkling already you have a hint of what's going to take place and why is this topic so important okay again again uh, okay this uh, i came across this uh, revelation this insight because you know uh, for the past several weeks, I've been doing a synthetic study. When I say synthetic study, you read passages of Scripture or the whole chapter or the whole, uh, the entire book, okay? And then you keep uh, reading it again and again and again. But this time, of course, uh, because of my age too and, uh, you know, my eyes get tired uh, reading. So I downloaded, yeah, I said, you know, this is, uh, I recommend this, okay? I downloaded uh, a free app. What do you call that, John? Uh, the app that audio, Bible, audio Bible, right? Ah, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, there is a feature in this application. It's free, okay? Uh, I'm using Android, uh, where uh, you can choose or you can pick a, a book, and then the the phone, okay, the application will read it for you. So while doing something, you know, building a greenhouse, I'm building a greenhouse right now. Uh, while doing that, all day long, you know, I can keep on repeating uh, books in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And so, and I don't know how many times that after, you know, being... Uh, reminded of the narratives, the stories, you know, the ways of the Lord in the Old Testament and, and then in the, in, the, in the New Testament, I realized this song always come to my mind. Revelation 15, verse 3, Great and marvelous are your deeds, especially this part, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? Every time... You know, I read a story and then how God intervened, you know, uh, you know, things like that. You know, there, there were prophets who questioned God, you know, because they, they were confused. They, they don't understand that, you know, how could a righteous God tolerate sin, you know, just like Jeremiah, like uh, Habakkuk, even Jonah, even uh, Job, you know, he, he questioned, he argued with God, okay? But then when God responds, when God answered uh, the, their, their questions, okay, then they realized that, whoa, it baffled them, you know? It, it amazed them of the wisdom of God. One day soon, my friend, when we get to heaven, okay? When we get to heaven, you know, wh what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that the saints will rejoice in the just ways of God. Amen? And, and then what? I mean, today, uh, I want you to see a glimpse of this, okay? Uh, um, such marvelous deeds of God will be revealed on that great day. And all the whys, okay, the, the questions that we have in mind will be answered, okay? Then we will realize the, the wisdom of God behind all the events that took place on earth, okay, in generations past, amen? And then uh, we will see, okay, when God's righteous acts or the righteous acts of the Lord is revealed, hallelujah, we will be amazed. We will stand in awe. 
And, and, and what else? And we will greatly be astonished and all the critics of God will be put to silence. Because, you know, there are many people who criticize the Bible, who says, oh, God is this guy. Why did God do this? You know, especially those who are uh, atheistic in their belief, okay? They, 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 they oppose God, you know? And, uh, and they're not afraid with the comments that they make against God and because they don't understand, all right? Uh, but guess what? One day, all the why questions and what will be understood, okay? And then hearts will overjoyed, will be overjoyed. We, and, and, and then hearts will melt in the presence, in the, uh, in, in the love of God. You will realize the divine love, the divine uh, providence, the divine care of God towards His people. And sometimes we see, oh, God is cruel. But no, He's not. When you understand, He was just, when He allowed negative things to happen because he is trying to save you from something else that the enemy is planning to do to destroy you. So, you see, you don't understand the ways of God, but one day soon, when finally the ways, the righteous acts of God, the, the just ways of God is revealed, hallelujah, and we're all there with God in His abode, okay, it's a safe place, then we will sing for joy, okay? And in awe, it will burst into a song. And what song could that be? Okay, the Bible gave us a hint. Revelation uh, 15, uh, verse, uh, verse 3, it says, And they sang the song of Moshe, or Moses, and of the Lamb, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, um, it says, great, you see, remember during Exodus, you know, when the Israelites crossed over, okay, uh, and they were safe, they sang the song of Moshe, of Moses, you know, in celebration, declaring the victory against their adversaries, okay? This time, when all the redeemed of the Lord are, are saved from the, the things that's going on that, that's going to happen in, in, on this planet, okay, at the, the last uh, years of, of uh, planet Earth under the ruling of the beast. And, and all the saints, the saved, the redeemed are there, okay, with the Lord. And this is what's going to happen. It says they will sing, great and marvelous are your deeds. What is this about? Your deeds. Whose deeds? God's work. Okay? It is about the work of the Lord. It says, great and marvelous. It's great and what? Marvelous. Okay? It will make you marvel, you know? Uh, are your deeds, Lord God Almighty, just and true? Okay? So it, it gave us definition. What are these deeds that he, the, the, the song is referring to? It's about the, the, the ways of God, and the ways of God are what? Just and true. Okay? God is true to His promises. His truth. Alright? Just and true are your ways, King of the ages or King of the nations. Okay? Through all the ages, all nations. He's the king of kings, all right? And says, verse 4, Who will not fear you, O Lord? 
Okay? So this is going to be the response. Our response for realizing, huh, that's why God allowed this and God allowed that. That's why, you know, you know God did this, God did that. And then things, everything that we don't understand today will one day, one day consummate in, in this point where we all can understand and we will, you know, in awe, we will appreciate God and say, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, King of the nations. And so the, our heart's response will be this, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? You see, you fear God because only God can do such a thing. He, he works on us individually and He is also working uh, on, on a national level and He is working okay, in the entire events of the planet okay, for His glory so that people may know. So You, know, you can see the contrast when, when there is evil. When evil is allowed, you'll see the contrast. Of his goodness. Okay, now now look, listen. It says, Who will not fear you, o Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are what? Holy. So another thing that is revealed, okay, uh, in, in scriptures is that God is holy. Again and again. This is the attribute of God that makes him so unique from the rest of all the unknown gods. That this God, this one and true and living God, is holy. Okay? Just, true, and holy. Alright? It says, All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Again, all nations will come and worship before you. For what reason? For your righteous acts have been revealed. Okay? Let me say that again so that you will understand that this topic is very important. This is not an accident. Okay? I made, I prepared a topic and, and had so many titles and then I end up with this because the truth is this week I have been singing every time there's a, a rhema that God put in my heart by listening to the, 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 the audio uh, Bible or whatever that application is, I, I don't know the exact uh, name of the application, but it's a free uh, freeware, free software. Guess what? My heart always responds with a song. I sing, Who will not fear you, O Lord? And bring glory to your name. I don't know how many times I sang that part. Who will not fear you, O Lord? If you realize, you know, the, the, the just ways of God, you will say, who will not fear you, O Lord? Okay, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll show you scriptures later. But let me show, show you something. Last part of verse 4 says, All nations will come. And worship before you, Lord, for your righteous acts. What? Have been revealed. It's, go, you know, everything will be revealed in time. That's what John Bevere said. Everything will be revealed in time. And 
this time, his righteous acts will be revealed. And then, all nations, all of his people, you know, we will stand in awe and burst into a song and say, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Maybe I'll sing this song at the last part of this message. Okay, so we, we can cover much. All right. Now, the Bible reveals that God is love, holy, and just. Okay, when you say God is love, He rewards those who will obey Him, those who will follow Him. Say God is holy, then He, he cannot tolerate sin. Therefore, he, uh, And then it says God is just. Since He's holy, He cannot tolerate sin. Therefore, uh, He will serve justice because He is just. And, uh, or he will execute vengeance, okay? Not revenge, but vengeance. So if there is one whom we should avoid uh, offending, that is God, right? Uh, but we also know that we're not perfect. We commit mistakes. We, we still sin. We're prone to temptations. But uh, let's make it our goal, amen, to uh, not to offend God, all right? And, and here's why. Because God is a God of retribution. Okay, that's another uh, revelation. God is a God of retribution. Meaning you say what you saw, that you will reap. No, He's just. Okay, the, the, you know, punishment is inflicted or retribution exacted for, for, for the wrongdoing. Okay, so if we think that God is not working today, He is. Okay, and, um, but this is not the, 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 th uh, the full the, uh, measure of, of uh, because the final thing will be on the final day, okay? So, so therefore, uh, actually, I came up with different topics, you know, offending God. You know, offending God is foolish, by the way. It's stupidity. It's lack, uh, lack of intelligence. Uh, another, ta another title that I thought of is opposing God's will. But, you know, when you oppose God's will, it, that invites trouble. Another topic is uh, provoking God to anger. You know, when you provoke God to anger, that is a sure disaster, my friend. Okay? Is, where's that in the Bible? Like, like that of King Solomon. You know, when you oppose God's will, it's, it will also bring disaster. Example, Jonah. Okay? Jonah uh, did not obey God, but, you know, he went the other way. And so what happened? Okay? At the expense of those who are with the in the boat with him all right so you know the story another title could be uh, would be fighting god okay now what could happen if we live our lives in contrary to or uh, in opposition to the will of god if we oppose or defy or counter or challenge god's will what will become of us Okay, we, we, we will find ourselves fighting god and that's not a good idea all right so or ignoring God's will and provoking God to anger. Actually, this two is a bad combination. Bad combination. Now, all of these topics that I mentioned to you are all connected to the just ways of God because God has an exact or an equivalent uh, response or reaction to every 
to all kind of behaviors, okay? Or a response to God. That's why we have the Bible. Do we have a Bible somewhere? Okay. We have the Bible. God gave us a Bible, okay? So that we have a manual. The, the Bible is the manual of life, okay? So you, we would know what the will of God is. Amen? If, if we believe that God is our maker and that our maker, you know, he created us with a purpose. And so it is our duty to know who God is, to know who our creator is and what could be his purpose for creating us. And, and that is why uh, if we, we flow according to his design, okay, then it's worth saving, right? We are worth saving. But if not, then, you know, people who are worthless will be thrown into fire. It's the same thing. I mean, you have to realize that you are not an accident. You know, the, the Big Bang Theory, Theory of Evolution is a lie. I tell you, the thing is, in the beginning, God. There is a God in the beginning. It's not a Big Bang Theory. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that's the beginning. Okay, so my point, my friend, is that if there, if if God is, is I mean, existed from the beginning, and if He's the Creator, then we must realize that we have an accountability. One day we will all end up and stand before Him and give an account. So today we we ought to live our lives according to His will, and then. And I understand a lot of people have, why is this? Why is that? If there is a God, does He exist? You know, all of these questions will be answered one day. And then once we get the answer to all the questions, we will burst into a song and say, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, O Lord? And bring glory to your name. And the Bible says we are the old nations will go will come and worship God because the righteous acts of God, the marvelous deeds of God, the just ways of God is revealed. Hallelujah. What a wonderful revelation that is. Amen. And so, guys, um, I wanna share to you. Uh, I want to give you, a, maybe this is a new terminology to some of you, except for those who went to Bible school, but uh, the word is sync syncretism. Syncretism, okay? Uh, syncretism, syncretism is, uh, is the fusion of different religions. I want to mention this because this is going to be part of our study today. Because if you don't understand syncretism, you, you, you cannot, have a, a better understanding of what happened why this why that in the in the old testament okay why why god allowed judgment and this and that and why did god commanded israel to kill everyone you know when they invaded the a group a people group why okay so syncretism is is the fusion of different religions or the mixing of different beliefs Incorporating the worship of Adonai, the God of Israel, with idol worship is called syncretism. It is the worship of the God of Israel plus paganism. Always plus paganism. 
in other words, syncretism is the combination of monotheistic and polytheistic religions. Okay, monotheistic religion started in the Garden of Eden. Okay, with uh, Adam and Eve, and and then uh, you know they they uh, their 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 first sons. Uh, Cain and Abel, you know, they built an altar. It's it's a worship to the monotheistic God. Okay, so monotheism started okay long before all the religions of the world. And this monotheism, they they believe in the one God of Israel. That is why uh, that's monotheistic religion. Now, polytheistic religions, you know, uh, believe in many gods. Okay, so anyway. Um, so the, the combination of the monotheistic and polytheistic religions is what we call syncretism. And it has always been a snare to the kings of Israel. Now listen to this. Snare, it's a trap to the kings and to the nation of Israel. All right? So I, we have the scriptures there. You can search that. You read that yourself. That's why in the New Testament, 1 John chapter 5.21, the Bible says, Avoid idolatry. Stay away from idols. Okay, that's what the, I mean, John advised. You know, remember John, he was the disciple, you know, closest to, you know, he is um, to the heart of Jesus. He's always beside the Lord Jesus Christ and he knows the heartbeat of God and he said, stay away from idols. Okay, so because it offends God. So in short, we need to understand uh, that God has a will, and what of which that you know I told you a while ago that offending God uh, is not a good idea. You know, if, if there's someone that you, you don't want to offend, that's the Lord. Okay, and and how do we offend Him? When we ignore His will, you know, or you know, ignoring God's will and provoking Him to anger is stupidity. You know, I I wrote that. <laughs> It is. Now, no, don't be offended when, when I use the word stupidity because uh, I, I cannot find a terminology closest to that. Okay? The Bible says people become foolish when they worship a, a God made of stone, carved uh, with you know, metals, and, and does not speak, does not see, the, the, you know, things like that. You know? So it, 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 it's kind of lack of intelligence. And, and the 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 best word for that is is uh, stupidity, right? <laughs> Sorry, if there is another word for that, then maybe you can change it. But uh, there are many terminologies that I I, I, I try to avoid, but uh, I cannot, you know, I cannot find one that uh, that is nearest to that. Okay, so it's senseless. It's it's kind of. So you have to understand, are you living your life? Are, are you right with God? If you're not right with God, you know, think of this, friend. One day, and you will understand, why is my life so messy? Why, why is there no success? I don't see victory. My prayers are not answered. You know, all of those questions, one day you will see how God will answer them. And that, you will be satisfied with the wisdom, with the righteous acts of God. All right? So, please do not ignore God. Again, do not ignore God's will. Because I tell you, God is monitoring our hearts. And He is concerned about the affairs of men. 
whether as a group, people group, a nation, or individually. Right now, you are making your history, a life history. And, 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 and that is why I tell you, you must seek God. We all must seek God. We must know what is our role, our calling on earth right now, especially now that we are on quarantine. I mean, the world is going through a, a pandemic. Okay, so now how can we be productive? How can we be pr- fruitful? All right, so listen up, friends. We, you don't want to ignore God's will. Okay? We, but how, how do we ignore God? Listen, we ignore God when we turn a deaf ear to His voice, to His conviction. You know His conviction in you. But when you turn a deaf ear to His conviction or pay no attention to His word, to, his, to the Bible, you know, you don't want to read, you don't want to know, or, or disregard His will if you just want to, you know, throw it out the window or not minding God's will or taking God's will for granted or taking no thought of His ways will truly bring disaster to our lives and relationships. How many relationships, you know, through the pandemic since last year have been, you know, some people got separated because, you know, People are expecting that uh, they, they become closer because through the pandemic, we are, uh, we are um, advised or counseled to stay home. But then, you know, th- there are people that you really can't get together. They don't get along. And, and because God is not part of the relationship, so they broke up. So guys, instead that uh, it could... You know, we're expecting that uh, it's the the quarantine thing will be a blessing to 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 to, to married people, but some didn't work. You have to put God in the center of your relationship, and how do you do that? You have to understand what is your purpose, what is God's will. You seek God first. Who is God? No, you need to have the right concept of who God is, so you know who He is, what He wants. You know, his likes, dislikes, what pleases him and what offends him, you know. And, and then once you can you figure that out, and then you have a better view or understanding how you can, how you can please him, how you can please God. Because if you don't flow with God, then you will have, it, it's not going to go well with you. And then one day you say, Lord, I, I, I have not served you. I have not done this for you. I have not because, you know, life is this and that because you, 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 you're hard. You know, you, 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 mean, you, you don't answer my prayers, you know. No, that's not the point. Remember, God, the ways of the Lord, okay, is just. You just have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You need to know Him. Amen. And so one day, when we get to heaven, you will sing the song with joy, not in grief that, oh God, who will not fear you? But, you know, you, you wasted your life, but still God is just. You see, whether you, you do the right thing, you don't do the right thing, His ways are just still. <laughs> so why waste your life? Okay? When you understand that we, you know, 
there is a way. We still have the time right now, friends. Get right with God. Get right with God. Amen. So, okay. So, to begin, <laughs> that's a long introduction, but I think uh, that's very foundational to our topic. I'd like to read to you Amos chapter 6, verse 14. Okay. Um, For the Lord God Almighty declares, I will stir up a nation against you, Israel, that will oppress you all the way from Lebu Hamath to the valley of the Arabah. What? <laughs> now, let's ponder about that passage, you know, a little bit. What do you think, guys? Let's try to digest and, and understand. Amos 6.14 says, For the Lord God Almighty declares, Now, this is serious. He declares it. Okay? I will stir up a nation against you. Whoa! Israel. Now, well, the Bible says that Israel is God's chosen nation. And why is this? There is a reason. Again, the ways of the Lord are just. Okay? Just. So it says, I will stir up a nation against you, Israel, that will oppose you all the way from Lebo Hamath to the valley of the Arabah. So it is clear to us that in Amos chapter 6, verse 14, God stirred up a nation that would, you know, rise against Israel and they would oppress, you know, the Israelites. Okay? They, uh, the invaders will oppress God's people. But how could God do such a thing to his chosen people later? That will be explained when we read to you the summary of the book of Habakkuk, okay? Uh, written by Habakkuk. If God can allow such to Israel, you know, he could make this happen to other countries, right? <laughs> and to you. To you who are watching, this could happen to you too. So sometimes we think that, uh, uh, you know, it's just the enemy trying to hinder us, but, you know, why not try, when, when you go through some misunderstanding and conf conflicts and problems and things like that, try to first discern whether the resistance is from God or not. Or maybe God is trying to prevent you from doing, from going the wrong direction, right? That is possible. So how, how do we know, Kuya? Okay, just stay tuned. We, we're going to read a lot of passages in Scripture, and I hope that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart, all right? Another scripture. In Psalm 106, verses 28 to 46. Now, this is a long read, I know. Uh, God handed Israel over to other nations to be ruled by them and oppressed by them. Okay? If you have time, you read from verse 1. Okay? But since uh, we, we, we were trying to uh, shorten the time... Um, Verse 28 to 46, okay? So it says, They yoked themselves to Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. Remember, lifeless gods. They arose the Lord's anger by their wicked deeds and a plague broke out among them. But Pinhas, how do you pronounce? Pinhas, <laughs> sorry. Pinhas stood up 
and intervened and the plague was checked. So you see, that's why we told you a while ago that, uh, what do you call this, uh, causing God to anger, what is the, uh, the term I used? Uh, provoking God to anger is stupidity. Okay, it is stupidity. Look at this. Because when they provoke God to anger with their wickedness, what kind of deeds? You know, the, uh, idolatry. Okay, so they, they, the, a plague broke out among them, and I think 24,000 died, I think, as, as far as I can remember. Okay, but Pinehas stood up and intervened, and the plague was checked. How did he do that? And who is Pinehas? Pinehas is the son of Eliezer. And Eliezer is the son of Aaron, the priest. And so you can read the account, okay, if you want details to verse 30. You can read that in Numbers chapter 25. Numbers chapter 25, you will see how and you will know the, the, the story, how Phinehas intervened or turned the anger of the Lord from Israel. What, how did Phinehas, you know, what did he do? That God relented from his uh, anger okay, towards sin. So God made a covenant of peace with Pinehas uh, with a promise that he and his descendants will have a covenant of, uh, I mean, have a covenant of a lasting priesthood. So this is the lineage of Aaron the priest. Okay, So th there is always a blessing when we do the will of God. Now, verse 31 says, This was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. Wow. Good for you, uh, Brother Penihas. <laughs> verse 32, By the waters of Meribah, they angered the Lord. Again, provoking God to anger is stupidity. Okay? They, they, they angered the Lord and trouble came to Moses because of them. Uh, for they reveled against the Spirit of God, and rash words came from Moses' lips. You see, remember, Moses, you know, burst into anger at this time because of these people are always complaining, okay? Um, verse 34, they did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them. Okay, what is this? They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord. You can see there, there are wars that God commands the armies of Israel to destroy everyone, even the cattle. Okay? Why is that? Because during that time, witchcraft was needed in the system of the people. It's like in their DNA. Okay, whatever you do, one day soon it's going to pop up. It's going to come out. And they, they would like to do this abomination, the worship of demons, worship of things, and, 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 and uh, you know, the divination. Yeah, witchcraft. Okay? And so... Uh, because this curse will go from generation, maybe to the, I think to the fourth generation, and God doesn't like that. Okay, doesn't like the Lord doesn't want His people be corrupted with abomination, with with uh, with uh, witchcraft. Okay, so He said, kill everyone. Okay, when you conquer. So I'm referring to the Old Testament where Jesus has not yet died to atone our sins. So it's different nowadays because. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Okay, but in the Old Testament, that's that's not the case. So the solution before was to stop the lifestyle and the practice abomina of abomination. Okay, the, the only way to do it is to destroy everyone. Okay, and that's hard. 
And again, you don't understand. You say, oh, that's cruel. That's cruel. Well, one day, when we get to heaven, ah, you say, so that is why. And then you will sing, great and marvelous are your deeds. And you will end up, who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. You see, friends, okay, let's finish this. Verse 35, but they mingled, listen, they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. So, so they were influenced. The, the Israelites, when they don't, you know, fully obey the word of the Lord and, and, and this, uh, witchcraft the tradition uh, practicing witchcraft you know is, is going to influence them over time uh, that's why they mingled the, 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 and verse 36 says they worshiped their idols which became a snare to them you see became a snare to them it's a trap okay so they worship idols once again so that's why we told you syncretism is the fusion of different religions Okay, or the mixing of different beliefs is incorporating the worship of Adonai with the idol worship, right? Uh, okay, verse 37, they sacrificed their sons. Now, now this is terrible. It's horrible. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was desecrated, okay, by their blood. This is something that you, it's hard to imagine. How could these parents, you know, kill their children, offer the lives, the, the blood of their children to a false god when they knew who the, the real god is? You see? So this is, like I said, this provokes God. The syncretism, you know, mixing the, 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 the belief to the one true and living God with paganism is syncretism, and this offends God, okay? This is consistent in the Old Testament. This makes God angry time and time again, okay? Now they added what? The, the, the sacri sacrificing their children, okay? Verse 39 says, They defiled themselves by what they did, by their deeds, they prostituted themselves. Okay, for God, that's prostitution. That's, that's disloyalty. That is uh, betrayal when you love another God. Okay, he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, that is what God says. Verse 40, therefore, therefore, the Lord was angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance, Israel. He gave them into the hands of the nations. Now again, God gave them over to the hands of the nations and their foes, their enemies ruled over them. They were defeated, okay? Their enemies, verse 42, their enemies oppressed them and subjected them to their power. Many times he delivered them, God delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion. And they wasted away in their sin. Yet God took note of their distress when he heard their cry. Because you see, when Israel goes through 
affliction <laughs> because uh, of their uh, invaders, you know what's going to happen? They will cry out to God. Verse 45, for, the sake, for their sake, God remembered his covenant and out of his great love. Okay, again, here we go again. Now, God is love. Okay? Again, God is just. Okay? And he is not, God is holy. He's not going to tolerate sin. And since because God is just, he's going to serve, he's going to inflict vengeance. Okay? Uh, retribution. Okay? It's the, the uh, exacted uh, punishment or consequence of the wrongdoing. Okay? That's why it's called retribution. Uh, but then when people repent and cry out, Lord, sorry, we have sinned against you. And then again, this is the cycle of sin. They repented. God sends a prophet and, and remind them, calls them back to repentance. And they repented. And then God, out of his great love, he relented. See, verse 45 says, God relented. Amen? He caused all who held them captive to show them mercy. So while they're uh, under the Babylonian uh, Empire or, 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 or wh whoever is ruling over the Jews, they will have favor from their captors, okay, from the invaders. So, uh, this is it, okay? Y you have to understand from the beginning all the way to the end, you will see how God uh, handles, how God handles the, 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 everything that happens in the world. <laughs> so it is, again, ignoring God's will, okay? His commands, ignoring God's will and provoking God to anger is what? Is stupidity, okay? <laughs> Remember that. Remember that. So now, Realize, therefore, that God is just, holy, and righteous. And God is a God who deals. And God will deal with rebellion and evil. Okay, Every wickedness, he is going to deal with that. He is a God of retribution. A God who can inflict vengeance for the wrongdoing. A God who justice serves justice. And a God who disciplines his children. And we go to the last, to the main. This is the chorus. Uh, first Kings, yes, okay. Uh, you see, God, this is an interesting fact and, or interesting truth in the Bible. And this made me, this week, this week, while I was listening to First Kings, Second Kings, First Kings, Second Kings, First Kings, Second Kings, again and again the whole day, okay. First Kings, Second Kings, First Kings, every time. And I realized, whoa, oh, so many generations Different kings, different timelines. And I realized, whoa, 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 whoa. The just ways of God. God is a God of retribution. You cannot mock God. You cannot joke. You cannot. You, you should be serious with your relationship with God, friends. Whatever you, you, know, you do in life, you know, God is just. And God is monitoring you. And, and listen up. The interesting truth that I was talking about is that, you know, God raised adversaries against Solomon, the king. He anointed King Solomon to be king, but he also raised adversaries, okay? P 
people who will oppose the king in a wall. And then once you hear the story, I heard the story many times, and I said, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? So does God raise adversaries against his people? Yeah. God can. He did raise adversaries against those who despised his will. Against those who break the stipulations or the, the conditions okay, attached to the covenant. Those who does not take heed of God's instructions, holy instructions. Those who disobey God. Okay, those who ignore God's commands. If you ignore the will of God in your life, you have you will be in trouble, my friend. You are not it's not gonna go well with you. Get right with God right now. If you know somebody who needs to get right with God, come on guys, click share, send it to their uh, messenger because this is something I understand it's so broad but people need to see this amen yeah. and so uh, 1 Kings 11 states and the Lord raised up an adver adversary against Solomon and then again it says and God raised up against Solomon another another adversary is that in the Bible yeah okay so let's see that um, um, so the story goes like this. It's in First uh, Kings chapter 11, verse 9 to 25. Okay. The Lord is angry with Solomon. Okay, the, here's the quick view. The Lord is angry with Solomon because his heart was given up, was given to foreign women and their false gods. Okay. Over time, <laughs> he's got wisdom, yes. But you see, sometimes wisdom don't apply when, you know, that's why men, be careful, okay? All right, so, so as a result, the Lord raises up adversaries against Solomon and his son, Rehoboam, who reigned in his stead, is the one... Um, who went through it. Okay, so, okay, 1 Kings 11, 9 to 25, it says, The Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord and the God of, uh, his heart turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Okay, he had encounter with God, but his heart had turned away from the Lord. Okay, Verse 10 says, Although he had for, forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude. Remember, huh? God is watching. God is monitoring our hearts. He, he told King Solomon, Since this is your attitude, that you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. What? Subordinates. It's like God warned Solomon that your kingdom, I'm going to pass it, hand it over to one of your officials. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. Mm, that's mercy. 
That's love. That's mercy. It's, the Lord says, I will tear it out of, your, of the hand of your son. Oh, no. Rehoboam, okay? Verse 13, Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Now, verse 14 says, okay, if you're reading your scripture, if you have your Bible with you, no, no matter what uh, version you're using, verse 14, read it so you can see it with your own eyes. It says, Then the Lord raised up against Solomon an adversary, Hadad the Edomite, from the royal line of Edom. Meaning to say, God can raise adversaries from our neighbors, from our neighborhood, or from the neighboring countries, okay, in this case. That's Hadad the Edomite. Okay, so to give you a little background, it says, verse 15, earlier, okay, uh, let's go back <laughs> in time. It says, earlier, when David was fighting with Edom, Joab, the commander of the army who had gone up to bury the dead, had struck down all the men in Edom. You remember, Edom was cursed because of what they did during the uh, Exodus while uh, the Israelites were Exodus were ex exiting from um, uh, from from Pharaoh, you know. Uh, that's why God um, doesn't like the Edomites. So, okay. Anyway, verse sixteen: Joab and all the Israel stayed there for six months until they had destroyed all the men in Edom. Actually, but not all, all but but Hadad, still only a boy during that time, fled to Egypt with some Edomite officials who had served his father. They set out from Midian and went to Paran. So why is this? God told the Israelites to, you know, anahili, how do you pronounce that? To, to remove uh, Edom from, from existing. <laughs> okay, but, but how come there were some who managed to, you know, escape and live? Why? Because God raised Harad. <laughs> uh, Hadad. Hadad must be saved. So there were some uh, Edomite officials, you know, who saved uh, Hadad, the boy, when he was just, when he was still a boy. And they escaped, taking people from Paran with them. They went to Egypt, to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house and a land and provided him with food. You see the special treatment there? Verse 19, Pharaoh was so pleased with Hadad and he gave him a sister of his own wife, Queen Tapenes, in marriage. Then the sister of Tapenes bore him a son named Genubath, unique names, whom Tapenes brought up in the royal palace. There, Genubath lived with Pharaoh's own children. So if you try to understand, God did not only save the boy Hadad, I mean, he, God allowed them to escape the, the sword of the Israelites, of Joab. And then they were a, to, able to have a comfortable life and they were well fed. And, 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 you know, why? Because God is raising him as an adversary for Solomon's son. Why is that? Because God was angry. God was provoked to anger. Okay? And, and it says here, verse 21, while in Egypt, Hadad heard that David rested. So when David died, 
with his ancestors and that Joab, the commander of the army, was also dead. So no one's going to pursue them anymore. Then Hadad said to Pharaoh, Hey, King Pharaoh, or Pharaoh, the king, let me go that I may return to my country, Edom. Okay? What you have... Uh, ha what have you lacked here that you want to go back to your country? Pharaoh asked. He said, nothing. Hadad replied, but, but do let me go. Just let me go. Okay, that's the request of Hadad. So, he let them, him go. Okay? And then verse 23. Listen to this. And God raised up against Solomon, Solomon another, another adversary by the name of who? who? Rezon, son of Eliada, who had fled from his master Hadadezer, king of Zobah. When David destroyed Zobah's army, Rezon gathered a band of men around him and became their leader. They went to Damascus where they settled and took control. Rezon was Israel's adversary, adversary as long as Solomon lived. So you see the trouble there? Uh, adding the trouble caused by Hadad. So this Hadad and Rezon, both of them are like, you know, they're harassing uh, Israel. So Rezon ruled in Aram and was hostile toward Israel. Friends, remember the prophecy. Prophecy says, I'm going to hand over your kingdom to one of your... Uh, where is that again? First Kings... Uh, chapter 11, verse um, 11. The Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude, you have not kept the covenant of my decrees which I commanded you, I will certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to the one of your what? Subordinates. One of your what? Subordinates. So he, somebody is going to rule over the kingdom. Okay. Now verse 26. Jump to verse 26. So we see now, Three adversaries raised by the Lord. Verse 26, also Jeroboam, son of Nebat, rebelled against the king. He was one of Solomon's officials. Whoa, official, huh? An Ephraimite from Zereda, and his mother was a widow named Zeruah. Here is the account of how he, or how Jeroboam, rebelled against the king Solomon, Okay, Solomon had built the ter terrace, terraces, terraces and had filled in the gap in the wall of the city of David, his father. Now, Jeroboam was a man of standing. Now, look, guys, this is not uh, an ordinary person. He's a man of standing. Okay, so somehow. Okay, and when Solomon saw how well the young man did his work, he put him in charge of the whole labor force of the tribes of Joseph. Okay, that, that's the big responsibility there. Now, what happened? Listen, listen, listen. Verse 29. All eyes on verse 29. It says, About that time, Jeroboam was going out of Jerusalem, and Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh, met him on the way wearing a new cloak, and two of them were alone out in the country. And Ahijah, the prophet, took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it in 12 pieces. Okay, 12. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take 
ten pieces for yourself. Said, hey, Jeroboam, take ten. So one cloak uh, uh, torn apart into twelve parts. And he told Jeroboam, get ten. Okay, ten pieces for yourself. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. See, I am going to tear the kingdom out of Solomon's hand and give you ten tribes. Listen up, friends. God raised up adversaries. And this point, this is one of uh, Solomon's uh, key of officers. And not only that, God sent a prophet to prophesy, to declare Jeroboam's upcoming Okay, futuristic or coming kingship that you, Jeroboam, you're going to be king and you're going to, you know, take over 10 tribes. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You see the just ways of God? Who will not fear God? Because Solomon is not doing the right thing and so the consequence, because God is just, Somebody will have to absorb the consequence for his doing. But because God has you know, has a covenant with David, it's not going to happen during the time of Solomon. But it's going to happen during the time of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, at the expense of his son. <laughs> so fathers, fathers, Listen to this message. You are leaders of your households. What kind of, you know, thing that you're going to pass down to your children? Remember this. Fear God. Fear God. Do not ignore the will of God. Or else, that will have an impact, okay, to the next generation. Okay, so going back, so where are we? What verse? Okay, okay. Ten pieces thingy. It says, I will do this because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth. Verse 33, I'm reading. Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemos, the god of the Moabites, and Molech, the god of the Ammonites, and have not walked in obedience to me, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my decrees and the laws. As David, Solomon's father, did. So you see, God sent a prophet to anoint, to, de to prophesy, to declare Jeroboam will be king. Okay? But I will not take the whole kingdom, the Lord said, out of Solomon's hand, etc., etc., because of his covenant with David. So let me just, let's just go on. And then... Um, Verse 37, however, as for you, now this is for Jeroboam, okay? God said you will be king and you're going to take over 10 tribes. Verse 37, God gave Jeroboam the opportunity to do the right thing. He said, however, as for you, Jeroboam, I will take you and you will rule over all that your heart desires. You will be king over Israel. So this is, we have the north and the south. Northern kingdom, the southern. So it's going to be on the north, Jeroboam. And God said in verse 38, If you do whatever I command you and walk in obedience to me and do what is right in my eyes by obeying my decrees and commands as David my servant did, 
I will be with you. I will build you a dynasty as enduring as the one I built for David and will give Israel to you. I will humble David's descendants because of this, but not forever. Now look, he had the same opportunity like that of David, but he messed it up. (laughs) Jeroboam blew it away. Okay? Now, I know this is confusing because the son of Solomon's name is uh, Rehoboam. And then the one that God raised as an adversary, Jeroboam. So, (laughs) uh, what's that? Uh, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Both have Boam. Boam. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, God preserved Jeroboam, who will later be a headache to to Rehoboam because of his father's sin, of Solomon's sin. What kind of sin? Sing, cray. It's combining the worship of Adonai with paganism. Remember, uh, during those times, even uh, down the the descendants, those kings, uh, we have Omri, okay, and then uh, and then uh, Ahab, King Ahab, okay, the son of Omri, married a sorcerer by the name of Jezebel. So it's another combination of you know, the, uh, recognizing Adonai, recognizing the God of Israel, and at the same time offering uh, a worship and uh, to to the God of Jezebel. Okay, uh, you see syncretism. So again and again, time and time again, they fell. This has been a snare, a trap to Israel, because because the next king who ruled, did not destroy the idols. And so that became a snare. You know why? Because when people passed by and they saw this idol there, and they, they, they respect, they bow. And so again, little by little, over time, they're back into the same practice again. So God, what God wanted is God wanted kings to destroy them all so that people will no longer worship idols. Okay, and so you read Kings. Okay, I, I encourage you to read Kings, First uh, Kings, Second Kings, and also the Book of Samuel. It's very important. Okay, and Book of Numbers. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let's let's continue with our topic. Verse forty. Now Solomon knew that this is going. I mean, guys, Pastor, how did Solomon knew that somebody is going to be raised? Uh, to be a competitor uh, to his son uh, Rehoboam's kingship. Of course, God told him, because of your attitude, God said, huh, because of your attitude, you're not obeying me, huh? And so God is going to tear the kingdom from him and is going, is going to give it to one of his counterparts. Uh, his what? Is God is going to hand it over to one of his colleagues. Subordinates, just that's the NIV version. Subordinates, okay. And so when he knew that the, this prophet was sent to 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 declare the kingship, uh, the the upcoming king, kingship of Jeroboam, Solomon, verse forty, Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but 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 Jeroboam fled to Egypt again. <laughs> Egypt, all fugitive <laughs> can take 
take uh, shelter in Egypt. So Jeroboam fled to Egypt to Shishak the king, okay, that's the pharaoh, and stayed there until Solomon's death. As for the other events of Solomon's reign, all he did and the wisdom he displayed, they are not written in the book of the annals. This is a chronology. All the, the good things that the, the kings have done in their lifetime were recorded, uh, written in the book of the annals of Solomon. And then verse 42 says, Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years. Verse 43, then he rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David, his father, and Rehoboam, his son. Okay, the son of Solomon started, succeeded him as king. So here we go. Now, he became king, and then Rehoboam went back, and then what? Okay, so they, they, they actually, to give you a summary, when, when Rehoboam was also uh, made king, because Israel rebelled against Rehoboam because Rehoboam had a, is hard to the people and they don't like uh, how Rehoboam treat the laborers. Okay, so they rebelled against Rehoboam and so they need a king. And they, 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 and why all of these things are happening? You say, why God? Why are you allowing all this evil? We have a king there and now there's another king that is being raised over there. <laughs> why is this God? Again, God told Solomon. And nobody knew. Listen, guys. No one knew except Solomon and the prophet. He said, because this is your attitude towards me. You know, you are so defiant. You're rebellious, Solomon. I'm going to tear down your kingdom and give it to your subordinate. So he knew. And so, look, when, uh, the, the tension rise, rose. Okay, Tension rose between Rehoboam, king, and Jeroboam. So all the tribes rebelled against Rehoboam because he's a hard man, he's a hard leader. And, 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 uh, uh, but there's one tribe remained with... Um, with Rehoboam. So as prophesied, it came to pass. But the, the, the okay, let's continue. So when, when tensions rose and war was about to start, okay, God intervened through Shemaiah, the prophet, uh, and, and the prophet prophesied, don't do this because this is my doing, says the Lord. <laughs> Let me read to you. Okay, First Kings chapter 12. Okay, 1 Kings 12, 18 says, King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of the forced labor. But all Israel stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel had, has been in rebellion against the house of David to, to this day, during that time. Verse 20, when all the Israelites heard that Jeroboam had returned, now Jeroboam, okay, had returned, not Rehoboam, okay, Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. Okay? Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the house of David, meaning to say the tribe of Judah remained with Rehoboam. The rest, okay, sided with Jeroboam. Okay, the adversary that God raised. Okay, so now 
verse 21 says, When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, remember, he was almost killed. Rehoboam the king was almost killed when, they, when, when the Israelites stoned the, the, the who is this person? Aduniram, who is in charge of the forced labor. They stoned him because uh, of the maltreatment that King Rehoboam uh, you know, did for, for the labor force. And so Rehoboam escaped. So when he arrived in Jerusalem, I mean Rehoboam, King Rehoboam, he mustered, he gathered all Judah and all the tribe of Benjamin. Okay? 180,000 able young men. Remember, huh? from these two tribes, he got 180,000. That's a lot. 180,000 able men to go to war against Israel, okay, against the north, against Jeroboam, <laughs> and to regain the kingdom for Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Now listen to this. If two tribes... He garnered 180,000. Imagine if Jeroboam will master the armies of the north. Ten tribes. <laughs> Since it's, it's going to be, what do you call this? A, a, a civil war. <laughs> it's, it's a war that uh, is going to kill everyone. Okay, look. Where are we? What verse? Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, 22. Yes, 22. Okay, so now we see that, that there is the, this tension is escalating. Verse 22. But this word of God came to Shema, Shemaiah, the son of God, the man of God, I'm sorry. It's, and said, verse 23, Say to King Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all Judah and Benjamin. So these two tribes, the, the uh, tribes of Judah, the tribe of Judah and the Benjamites. And to the rest of the people. Okay. Tell them. So God sent a prophet to tell them. Tell them what? Verse 24. This is what the Lord says. Do not go up to fight against your brothers. <laughs> the Israelites. He said, go home. Come on, go home. Every one of you, for this is my doing. Can you see it? This is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord and went home again, and the Lord, as the Lord has ordered. So if you try to understand, what? Lord, you caused division in Israel. Why did you cause division in Israel? If you are God and this is your chosen nation, why do you have to do this? Why would you allow this evil to happen in Israel? There was division in Israel and in God's people. You don't know what happened in the past. I bet, I believe, those who were born, those who were young, the young people during those days does not understand what's happening. Why is this, why is this happening to our country? They don't have a clue that their Lolo, their grand-grandfather, King Solomon, <laughs> did something, did, uh, and did evil in the eyes of God. And so God, in His just ways, had to impose, He had to serve justice. 
at the expense of God's people. So this is a good message to all the leaders, to all kings, to all the fathers, to everyone. Because well, if things happen, we're not to judge. One day, we will all see He is the judge. But when allow, God allows something, it is not without a reason. So you must understand, friends. God said in verse 24, Hey, don't, don't fight. Don't fight. This is my doing. So now you have to realize, Lord, is this you or is this just the enemy? Now you have to think about, Lord, what have I done? Have I done something, um, you know? And, and during Job cannot recall anything that he'd done against God. That's why, that's why he questioned God. <laughs> but he understood later that God is sovereign, so he honored God. And God blessed him. Okay, and so loyalty really pays off when you stay loyal to God. Now, now, going back to this, God said, don't fight your brothers. Go home because this is my doing. I am doing, I am allowing this. Man, what can we say in response? My heart said, who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. We must realize, friends, now, now, I understand what's the end of the story. How, how did this story concluded, Kuya? The end result of Rehoboam versus Jeroboam. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, you can read that in uh, chapter 14. So you will see the end of the story. Okay. That's uh, chapter 14 of First Kings. Again, know that God is holy. He will not tolerate sin. God is righteous. So he will do what is right. And God is just. And he's going to serve justice. What you sow, you will reap. He is the God of retribution. He's going to dispense uh, the exact uh, consequence for the wrongdoing. That's God's justice, friends. So what is our response? Fear God. Love God is also synonymous with fearing Him. Because if you love God, you will not offend Him. If you love someone, you don't want them hurt. So, if you don't want God to be hurt, consider His will for your life. Amen? So, guys, I'd like to uh, conclude this topic. Uh, na, I mean, yeah, before Jeremiah... Remind me of Jeremiah. I'd like to skip that one. I'd like to give you the one last story. Now, I thought about doing a series on this because there's a lot in the Bible about people who have ignored the will of God and provoke God to anger again and again. Again, it's stupidity, guys. It's stupidity. Please don't do that. 
You see all the downfall of great men in the in the past. It's because of this syncretism. The sin of syncretism is combining the real God and paganism. It's idolatry. Okay, so guys, uh, what time? Okay, I think I almost done. But this is a summary. I, I, I promise you. This is a good conclusion. I'd like to conclude this um, the just ways of God with, with Habakkuk. Because, you know, Habakkuk is only like, what, three chapters? It's a short one, but it's very good one. Okay. Habakkuk, can you, number one? This is the summary of the, the book. Okay. Habakkuk addresses God about the apparent inconsistency of a righteous God tolerating sin in Israel. That You see the scripture, chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. It's like Habakkuk was saying, God, were righteous how could you allow how could you tolerate sin i thought you're righteous it's something like that okay but you know just read it i just i'm just trying to rephrase it so that uh it uh will be it's easier for you to understand so habakkuk had a complaint against judah to god and god you see all the Malpractices of your people and, you know, I, I see injustice going on in our country and you're not doing anything. I'm praying, but I don't see, I don't see you doing anything, Lord. Why? And so the Lord responds by telling Habakkuk, the prophet, he said, uh, by telling Habakkuk that he is sending the Babylonians, or if you're using another version, Chaldeans, or the Babylonians, to judge them, to judge Israel. That's Habakkuk 1, 5 to 6. And now, but this does not solve, number two, but this does not solve Habakkuk's problem because the Babylonians are even more sinful, more wicked than the Jewish people. So it's like this, Lord, my people have sinned against you, but you are, you know, sending the more wicked people to to judge us? To judge a lesser evil people? Come on, Lord. <laughs> so 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 now we have the prophet of God doesn't understand. I know you have questions too about God. Why this God? Why why did you allow this? Soon that will be answered and you will sing, Great and marvelous are your deeds. Okay, anyway, going back. How can a righteous and a just God send against his people a nation more sinful than Israel to judge them? Okay, you see the reference right there. You can read that later. But God assures him, okay, this is God's reply, that they too, meaning to say the invaders, okay, their captors, the, 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 the Babylonians, will be judged also. They will have their time, okay, they will have their turn. So Habakkuk's job is to wait and trust in God. So you understand that God will judge his people first before judging the, the, the non-believers. Why is that? Why be God's people first? Because it is understood, it's expected. I mean, Israel knew God first. So they are to respond first. They are to repent first. And then through them, their invaders will know who God is. 
Do you understand? So God will not deal with unbelievers first. He's going to deal with His people first. So if you have a fight, an argument, you know, a, a, a something, a conflict with your neighbors, and your neighbors is not a believer yet, so don't expect for them to change. Oh, I did the right thing. No, 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 no. Hey, wait. God is dealing with you first. Oh, that's the revelation, right? You first. Is that biblical? Yes. The Bible says judgment will begin in the house of God. That's in the Bible. Let me give you the scripture if you don't believe me. 1 Peter chapter 4.17 says, For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Meaning you say, the, uh, later for those who do not obey God. Meaning you say, those who are outside the family, they will be judged too. But judgment will first happen to Christians. Those who know the word. Because your life is going to be the model, the example, the illustra to illustrate a relationship so that our lives must show that God is alive and is working in us. Okay? Amen? So God is going to judge us first. God is going to deal with us. Or not judge. Okay. God is going to what? Discipline us first. That's the right word. Okay? So that when we turn... When we return to God, when we repent and go after God, then people will know that God is real, God is alive, and God is working, and, and He made you a better person, and they will see the Christ-like character manifest in you. And all your, you know, uh, the, 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 the people who are against you, who, will, who are opposing you, will realize, hmm, the, the, his testimony about being a Christian is consistent. And so they might, it might open their eyes, their hearts to the Lord also. Amen? So in this case, God dealt with Israel first and then God said, God said, uh, next, after that, okay, so as long as Israel will not respond, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> if you're wishing, Lord, change them. No, 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 no. You change first. It must change you first before, you know, they change. But even if they don't change, at least you've done your part. You responded to God. Okay, let's, let's continue. Number three. The final chapter shows Habakkuk's hope for a final return from exile while trusting God no matter what transpires. Listen to this. No matter what transpires. Okay, even at the present time, no matter what happens, what transpires. Ultimately, the book teaches, Habakkuk teaches the readers not to judge a situation in the middle of it because you really don't understand why things are happening like how they are happening, okay? Uh, but to wait until God acts. Wait until God acts. Only then, okay? But to wait and trust until God acts to administer justice. Only then, Will it be possible to see uh, his justice in the matter? So, guys, there are things that we will never understand. But one day soon, we will understand. And when that time comes, the Bible says, they will sing a song. 
Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Reviewing that scripture. Let me review the scripture. Revelation chapter 15, verse 3. It says, For you, last part of verse 4, it says, For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. I hope your eyes were opened today, friends. That looking to, to the uh, future event, you know, having a glimpse of this future event in Revelation chapter 15, verse 3, would, you know, affect your life today, right now. Looking ahead, looking forward of what's going to happen when, when we will all realize and, and be amazed you know, how, I mean, at the just ways of God. I hope that this will bring change to your life today. You know, because we are making history. I mean, like, you know, what's, your future is actually now. You're building it. And the only way to do it is to cooperate with God. Get right with God. Okay, and, and then do not ignore the will of God. Seek God. What is your will? What is my purpose? Lord? How can I be a blessing to other people today? How can my life be productive today, Lord? Use me as a vessel of honor for thee. So God, I want to know. And friends, and then one day, you will be singing a song, this song. With joy in your heart, not with sadness, not in grief that, you know, you messed, you, you squandered, you, you wasted your life before because you were not living right with God. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.